0: Welcome to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, where each week we simplify the complexities of your leadership journey. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, where we aim to give you critical and easily applicable leadership concepts to help you along your journey. I'm your co-host, Scott, and I have the privilege of talking about life and leadership with the owner and founder of Rising Tide Leadership, Dr. Michael David Morales, aka Mo. Hey, what's going on, Scotty? Always good to be here. Um,
1: always seems like it's it's too long uh, in between the times that we talk. So,
0: uh, dude, I'm excited. Let, let's do this. Absolutely. So we're going to go back what seems like quite a ways now. But once upon a time, I was a senior in high school. It's hard to believe. <laughs> wow. But that's right. And like all seniors in high school, I had to figure out what the heck I was going to do once I graduated. And if I'm being honest, I didn't really put too much thought into it. I figured I'd go to college and study something, but it didn't give, uh, I really just really didn't give it much thought to kind of that uncertainty and, and really kind of the large amount of change that was that was about to occur, to occur, I should say, just really kind of passed me by. But overall, eventually that all came crashing down <laughs> like it often does. And I ended up transferring more times than I care to admit uh, before eventually completing my degree. And reflecting back, I didn't really understand a key characteristic that would have definitely helped me better navigate through those decisions. And that characteristic is that leaders need to be adaptable. And I'm super excited that we're going to mm. cover this topic today. And so, Mo, let's dive in with our first point of today.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, Scott, I think you know being adaptable um, is important just in all facets of life. And you said uh, years ago, right, when you were in high school, um, it would have been nice to, you know, know how how do I navigate through this? And so that's point one today, is leaders navigate uncertainty. And I really love talking about uncertainty with leaders because I mean, really, that's that's what leaders are all about. I mean, I say all the time, if things were just hunky dory and there were never any problems, there would be no, <laughs> there, there wouldn't be a, a need for leaders, right? Everybody mm. just would do what mm. they're supposed to do, and so. The first thing we need to know about you know, being uh, an adaptable leader is that you got to stay composed. You got to stay level level headed in the face of uncertainty. Because you see, when things start going wrong and things start going awry, you can really start to point out who the real leaders uh, are are in the room. And so, exceptional leaders, Scott, will understand um, that they can understand fear and anxiety. In their team members and they know how to start to navigate that uncertainty
0: hundred percent so not that this should come as a surprise but often the thought of change and or adaptability for a lot of people can really spike that blood pressure so what are <laughs> right. some ways or techniques that leaders can use to stay stay either either composed or or level-headed
1: yeah, well, uh, as my doctor always says, uh, whatever keeps the blood pressure down, <laughs> down is what I need to focus on now that uh, now now that I'm in my forties, right? And so um, you probably actually Scott hit a nerve with most of the people in the leadership world in our audience, which is um, you know rising blood pressure. It's it's a constant, right? I mean, on a scale of one to 10, uh, 10 being the most unpleasant feeling in life, um, I usually simmer at around a seven. <laughs> And so, I mean, I'm just always thinking about something. There's always something that needs to be. Done. And you know what? I don't want anybody nobody needs to feel bad for me. That's just that's just where I am. Those are the things that I'm focused on, and my job as a leader and and people are relying on me to do things. Um, I'm just always uh, I, I'm always I'm always on. And so, you know, what are what are we doing as leaders, right? What is our audience doing to deal with the blood pressure, so to speak, right? Because if your blood pressure isn't spiking at least, every now and again, then you're probably not really pushing the limits of your leadership. Um mm. but there there's there's a couple of, of uh potentially um you know things that you can can add to your repertoire to uh, both understand right when that uncertainty comes along which spikes the blood pressure and how to deal with it and, and here's the first one Scott the first sub point is you know th- there's an old adage that most of us have heard from our moms, right? Growing up, which is Uh, When you're in a tough situation and something upsets you, what do you need to do? You need to stop. You need to count to 10. (laughs) Now, some of us probably need to count a little bit slower than others and a little bit longer than others because after 10, I'm like, I'm still, my blood is still boiling. But I think the the main takeaway, Scott, for this is that um, a lot of us will just get hasty in in, in the way that we react. And when, when we're reactive as leaders, I mean, things can start going really, really bad. And so um, it's funny. I do a lot of premarital counseling for for young people. And uh, mm-hmm. at one point, <laughs> I always focus d- during the, one of the many sessions that I have with a young couple is, um, is w- within that relationship, uh, there's important things that you need to know. And here's one of the most important. So uh, if you're married out there, th- this one's for you. And it's this. Don't ever say anything that you can't take back. <laughs> and and you probably know solid that, advice. Right? I mean, so <laughs> you've been married for, for a few years now and right you never want to say anything in the heat of the moment something that you can't take back because there's some things that just linger and, and they they sting a little harder. And so uh, f- for any of us who have been in a relationship, that works also for the leadership world and the business world. There are things that we can say as leaders that we can't take back. And I never want to be the kind of leader that I say something to somebody on my team because they're not, you know, they're not doing something the way that I want them to do it, which, I mean, there's a lot of things, right? I mean, we all think our way is the best way. And sometimes people do something and you say like, why would you do that? And, or you're so dumb or whatever. Those are the comments that really stick to people. And leaders, you cannot do that. Words matter. And the things that you say to your team matter. So instead, what should you do? Well, you should adapt. To the situation when something is crazy or goes bad, step back, take a deep breath, count to 10 in your head, and never say anything that you can't take back for the people that look to you. Because those people, the people that you lead, Scott, they remember everything, and especially the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, That negative stuff is really, I mean, I don't want to hear a bunch of negative stuff, right? And, And like one of my mentors told me, man, Mo, the people that you work with, they have enough critics in their life. What they need are cheerleaders, and Scott, I want to be a cheerleader for my team. Um, and that's not to say that, that, that um, you know we're going to do everything right uh, and, or, or that business relationships are, are like you know family or marriage relationships, but there are similarities in the way that we have relationships, and we are in relationship with others. So leaders, by being adaptable, you can act as a source of stability and reassurance in times of uncertainty.
0: Hm, that's great. that's great. So hypothetical situation, but let's say that you are in a position where you disagree with the current leadership of your institution or organization. How can our listeners be a source of that stability and reassurance without undermining that organization?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So pretty much um, if anybody has a boss or supervisor, this is pretty much for them, right? Because we've all um, not agreed with the people that, that, lead us. Right. And so your job as a leader is to try to be as much the kind of leader that others would look to you and say, well, you know, Scott, Scott is somebody who is under my, uh, under my leadership and I want to do the best so that I can um, put him in, in, in a position to win and have that, that stability and that reassurance. And so um, all that to say leaders, um, there's a great book and I've mentioned it before. It's called leading up. And it's got by a guy named Michael Eusem, and if you've ever had to report to somebody, um, I, I've, I bet I bet you've wished that that you've read this book. Once you read it, you're gonna be like, man, I wish I would have read this <laughs> 15 years ago. I mean, it's got. I think. Uh, have you read that book yet? I know it's on the top 50.
0: This might be a first, but yes, I've definitely read that book.
1: Oh yes! <laughs> See, look at that. See people. Yeah Scott Scott is is well on his way so that's a uh, check ch- check one uh, off the, the top 50 to Scott that's awesome so um but it's never too late for our people out there to read this book right it gives it gives a lot of insights in what it means to lead up what meaning you're not you're not in charge somebody else is is above you and and they uh, are you know leading you but it's your job to lead up you need to help those who lead you so um and I don't want to spoil the book. There's a lot of good stuff, but there, there is a principle that I just want to kind of help you get started on. And and it's this one in the book in chapter one, it talks about Abraham Lincoln and how he had, he had a ton. I love learning about Abraham Lincoln. He had a ton of generals that just didn't do what he wanted them to do. And in fact, there was a really bright general. His name was George McClellan <laughs> and McClellan just Literally, Scott, he refused to listen to Lincoln. Lincoln would say, do this. And McClellan would just, he, he, not that he wouldn't even say no. He just wouldn't even respond. And Lincoln, like, even would go to the battlefield and just be like, what's going on here? And McClellan always had an excuse. And so he did not lead up well because he did not keep Lincoln in the loop. Lincoln just wanted to know what was going on. And it got to the point, Scott, where he pretty much Lincoln, uh, President Lincoln had to, to relieve him of command. And it was a bummer because there's a lot of important parts of the Civil War that probably could have gone favorably for uh, the Union, which would have ended the war hopefully a little bit sooner, which would have meant a lot more deaths or or a lot less deaths. Uh, And so that was actually a matter of life and death, right? And so leaders... You might you might not be in a position of life or death where you're at where you're at you might be like mo I sit in a cubicle all day and I have a couple of people that that report to me it's not that big a deal and I'm telling you if anybody reports to you leaders it is a big deal so um, as you learn to lead up and set the example for um, helping those who lead you um, to do a better job others are going to look at you and say man I mean this guy can do it why, why don't I uh, why, why don't I be like him why don't I be like her so uh, pick up that book. And just know that's a great way for you to understand uh, what it means to uh, lead through uncertainty and it'll get you started.
0: Yeah, that's, a, that's an absolutely phenomenal book. Uh, Leading Up by Michael Youseem, for those of you that might've already forgot. So, but man, what a great, great first point. So Mo, that brings us to our second point of today. Why don't you take us into that?
1: Yeah, this one's one of my favorites, Scott. Um, point two is this, leaders continually <clears throat> learn. Leaders, you are never done learning. I don't care if you have uh, your your associate, your uh, your doctorate, whatever it is. You are never done learning, and so um, you know, leaders, you need to prioritize this in your life to to never stop learning, because you're going to have to make decisions, uh, um, and, and the higher you get, that the, the more your decisions. Um, to, you know affect people that that are underneath you right they, they actually affect people and so leaders that continue lear, continually learn um, aren't afraid to admit that they don't know something it's got they're gonna actively seek knowledge and expertise from others
0: mm-hmm. now mo i have to say that i know most of us are probably mm-hmm. all watching our budgets pretty closely these days and I know that continual learning can sometimes add up pretty quickly. So do you have any suggestions yeah. um, for for how our listeners can continually learn without breaking the bank, so to say?
1: Absolutely. And uh, we've had this conversation, Scott, and I can tell you, I have this conversation with every single person that I coach um, and everybody that um, actually uh, goes through just kind of uh, uh, le- leadership coaching with me. And, and, and here it is. Um, there's, there's a yes and a no to this question. So let's start with the bad news, Scott. So um, the, the, here, here's the bad news. Um, and the reason that I say that there's a no to this, it means that Scott, you're going to have to break the bank. Um, as you, as you put it, I love that. Uh, meaning leaders, you need to invest in yourself. Uh, the, the most important expense that you'll ever make is investing in, in yourself and all the great authors, business, businessmen and businesswomen would tell you the same thing as this always pay yourself first. In fact, Robert Kiyosaki says in his famous book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that you should never sacrifice paying yourself um, to to do something else. You should always be paying yourself. And part of that is investing in your future, meaning the way that you continually learn. And so that's my way of saying that um, you should set aside money to invest in in your education. Um, And if you uh, as you get better and as you um, get get more economically uh, just in, in line, um, you'll be able to spend more money and invest more time. And so, Scott, when I even when I was an 18 year old broke college student living on cup of noodles that back in the old days was 11 cents uh, for, for a cup of noodles. Uh, I remember my mentors would say, "Mo, you gotta, you gotta be able to still buy books. You still gotta be able to buy audios. You gotta be able to put into yourself." So, uh, leaders, whatever the bare bones financial resources that you have that are available. You need to spend that money um, on, on, on your education. Now, um, Scott, everybody uh, on our podcast probably has heard me say before that there's a couple of assessments that I think are really important. The first one, the DISC assessment. Now, um, as soon as people start coaching with me uh, in leadership, Scott, like you did, what's the first thing that you did? You took the DISC assessment, The right? DISC <laughs> assessment. <laughs> and then what was the <laughs> other assessment that
0: I had you take? Do you remember? Um, Enneagram. Enneagram?
1: And then Strengths Finder. Strengths Finder yep. is an important one because you need to know your strengths. Now, the disc assessment, it costs it costs some money. Strengths Finder, I think people need to take what's called Strengths 34, which is like, you know, 75, 80 bucks. I don't get paid for, for doing that. I send people to uh, Gallup's website because I, I think it's important. Um, but even if you get, man, Mo, I, I don't have 80 bucks and another 150, 200 bucks, whatever. Okay, well, then why don't you buy the Strengths Finder book? um, and it's $15. That's an investment yourself, And you get a code, you get, you'll at least get to know your top five strengths. Okay. Well, 15 bucks, that sounds good. And then for the disc assessment, there's even, um, a free one. If you can't take the one, uh, if you can't, you know, again, break the bank right now, there's free ones online. In fact, Scott, we'll put in our show notes, um, a link to my favorite free one, which isn't as good as the, the paid ones because that's why it's free. Right. But it will at least get you started and in the right in the right direction. So leaders, really, the question is, are you willing to put uh, put time and, and, and resources into learning and getting better? Because you got to get on track. And you know, Scott, you don't need to break the bank, but you do need to say, eh, how much should I start investing in myself?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I I still am trying to. Fathom and wrap my head around uh, buying cup of noodles for eleven cents. I mean, that <laughs> that does blow my mind. So that's right. But is there is there anything else that that we should really know about continually um, learning as leaders?
1: Yeah. The l- last thing before we move to point three is this. Um, I-, I would say that it's your responsibility, leaders, right, for um, learning on an everyday basis. It is your responsibility, right? Scott's favorite book is Extreme. Uh, ownership by Jocko Willink. And Jocko would say, it is your responsibility. And so I run into so many people that don't have, they they don't have time to read. Man, Mo, I just don't have time to read. And when they tell me that, I say, well, then obviously you don't want to be a leader. (laughs) Because um, if if you haven't read anything in the last two weeks, then you don't really have anything worth saying. I mean, if you're not learning anything, Scott, how can you tell somebody something else? Well, you can't. You need to be learning yourself. You need to be meeting with people, right? You and I meet on a consistent basis. I meet with my mentors and coaches on a consistent basis. And so trust me, leaders out there, you are not that good. None of us are. I'm not that good. It, it's it, That's why we all have to keep learning. And you would be surprised of the tidbits of knowledge that you otherwise, otherwise wouldn't have known that all of a sudden will just come out when you're having great conversations with the people that you lead.
0: That's so true. Reading is is so incredibly important. And it's definitely something that I've learned um, on this journey. And I I always make it a point to say that, you know, even if you read one page, one day, you know, that's still further than you were the week before. So yes, uh, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, so that brings us to our third point. Why don't you take take us home with that third point?
1: Yeah, leaders. Well, once once you do the first two, um, now we're actually getting into the meat and potatoes, uh, as my dad would call it, um, it, of leadership. And here it is: leaders empower teams. And so, when leaders encourage their teams to embrace change and adapt, they will unlock a, a collective creativity. Uh, within their team. And then all of a sudden, it's not just you problem solvers because what do leaders do? Leaders solve problems. But now all of a sudden, your teams are solving problems. And, and then the workforce just getting, uh, starts getting stronger. So this often leads us to more innovative solutions because it's not just you thinking. Now we have two heads together, three, four, five people. And it will give you in your business, um, it'll give you a competitive edge in the market.
0: Man. That's, that's, that's really such a solid, solid point. And so I know though, kind of back to what we talked about at the beginning with that adaptability a little bit, I know a lot of people are resistant to change. So Mo, how do we get others to embrace that in, in our organizations, in our life? How do we do that?
1: Yeah, Scott, I mean, really, you just, you just said the hardest part of leadership (laughs) because (laughs) to tell you the truth, I mean, you know, all leadership is, is relationships, right? Um, again, my favorite book, the number one leadership book that you should be reading um, is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. If you are not reading that book and studying it all the time right now, then you are not doing what you should be doing as a leader. Um, th- that That's what you need to do. It is your job to create those relationships, sustain those relationships, and make those relationships better. Because, Scott, you cannot get people to change, period. People are always going to do what they want to do right? And so that's, that's really as simple as I can put it. Once you understand that, leaders, um, it's going to change the way that you try to uh, encourage and motivate people. And here's what I mean. What Dale Carnegie means when he says that in How to Win Friends and Influence People, there's only one way to get somebody to do what they want to do. You want to know that, that secret, Scott? Here it is. They have to want to do it. <laughs> that's it. Nobody's going to do anything unless they want to do it. Now, whatever their motivation to want to do it, Right, Like if, if Scott, if you came up to me and you put a gun to my, a, a gun to my, my ribs and said, Mo, give me all your money. Well, I, have, I still have a choice, right? I can give you my money and, and live or I don't have to and something bad would happen, but I still have a choice. People are only going to do what they want to do. So Scott, this is the essence of leadership. So leaders, if you want to help people, you need to help them understand that they need to do the things that are going to make them better. And so the, the, the man or woman, the leader who can figure this out will move from a state of just helping people to realize things to executing. Those are the real leaders. You know, people, people tell me all, all the time um, that, you know, Mo, what do I, what do I need to do? Um, I say, look, let me hang around you and your people for a little bit. And after five or 10 minutes, I'll, I'll know if, if your people see you as a good leader or not. I mean, I can just tell by the way that they interact with you, the way that they they uh, respect you, because, you know, Scott, as leaders, it's our job to help people do the things that we know that they need to do for both the betterment of themselves and the betterment of the team. And it has to be unselfishly, meaning it can't be, uh, Scott, I can't have somebody do something because it helps me because that's being selfish. I need to help the people that look to me the, the people that I'm leading, I need to help them want to do the things that are going to make them better, right? And so one of my favorite things that that um, I, I like to tell um, all of my, my, my leadership clients is this. Most people think that they're leaders when really, Scott, they're just poor managers at best. (laughs) And I, I really believe that. I think, I think most of us are living in a fantasy world. Oh yeah. I'm this leader, whatever people throw that word around leadership, but I've been studying it for over 30 years now. And I'm telling you, I have learned and seen some of the best leaders around. And so, um, there there's a, there's a, a great quote, if you want to start, um, being a good leader and it's by rear admiral grace murray who uh grace murray hopper and people actually called uh called her um amazing grace Uh, and she lived a long time ago and many people have said this but here's what she said she said you manage things but you lead people amazing grace said this you manage things but you lead people leaders out there listening do you think you're leading people when really you're just managing them because if you are managing your people, then you are treating them like things and and your people are much greater and much more valuable than things.
0: Those are all all great points. I mean, leaders navigate uh, uncertainty, leaders continually learn. And then lastly, that leaders empower teams and finishing off Mm -hmm. with that, that great quote. So Mo, before we kind of close this up here today, do you have any closing thoughts for us?
1: Yeah, I do. So um, the, the Greek philosopher, um, uh Heraclitus and 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 I've talked I've talked about him before and, and he said this right the only constant is change and so Scott if we know that the only mm. constant is change and I really believe that um that I then I know Scott I need to be an adaptable person if I want to be a, a a good leader Scott I want to be a great leader someday and if that's the case I need to be adaptable because w- when I hang out with with, with people uh, I'm always thinking about who are the people who are better than me? Who are the men and women that I just really want to be like? Who are the people that sit down and say, man, I just want to spend more time with this person? Um, because in fact, I learned this a long time ago from from one of my mentors. And he said this, Mo, blessed are the flexible for they will not be broken. <laughs> And leaders, that's that's my hope for you is that you are flexible because the more flexible you are, you kind of just like you know you're you're like a a tree that kind of sways in the wind, but you're not it's not gonna it's not gonna break it's not gonna break you. You're just gonna gonna kind of hold on. And leaders, you can do it, but you've got to be adapt adaptable. So my hope, Scott, is that all of our leaders out there um, can uh, go go forward and get better. um, And as they take the hits that they keep rolling. Leaders, you can do that and you need to be adaptable. And once you figure that out, your team will see, and they're going to start following suit and they're going to be adaptable people just like you are. And Scott, um, that's when you Mm. start to actually grow other people who are leaders as well.
0: Oh, way to bring us home with that. Well, everybody, that brings us to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed listening today, we encourage you guys to rate, review, and subscribe. And please don't forget to share. Thank you all for joining us today. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. Highlights and resource links are available for you in the show notes. We hope that you will join us next time as we continue on the leadership journey don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out and share with others so they don't miss out. See you next time.